My name is Patricia Kathleen, and this podcast series will contain interviews I conduct with women, female-identified, and non-binary individuals regarding their professional stories and personal narrative as it relates to their perspective. This podcast is designed to hold a space for all individuals to learn from their counterparts, regardless of age, status, or industry. We intend to transparently investigate the evolving global dialogue regarding underrepresented figures in all industries across the USA and abroad. By hosting these stories and conversations, we aim to contribute to the changing platform and representation of these individuals for the future. If you are enjoying this podcast series, be sure to check out our subsequent series called Roundtable with Patricia Kathleen, where we talk with a panel of guests regarding key topics that arise in these individual interviews. You can subscribe to all of our podcast series on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean, as well as our website, patriciacathleen.com. You can also contact me directly via this website or through my media website, wild.agency. That's W-I-L-D-E dot agency. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the conversation. everyone and welcome back. This is your host Patricia and today I am sitting down with Kendra Swalls. Kendra is the founder of girlmeansbusiness.com, a business education guide for the female entrepreneur as well as Paisley Lane Photography. Welcome Kendra. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on as well. I'm, I'm really looking forward to climbing through both of your businesses and to give everyone listening today a quick roadmap of today's um, podcast with Kendra. We're first going to look at her academic history and early professional life, and then we'll turn our attention towards unpacking both of her companies um, with the logistics of who, what, when, where, why, how, funding, all of that, and then get into some of the ethos and the reason as to why um, both of those businesses came about. Then we'll turn our attention towards the goals that she has over the next three years regarding both endeavors as well as maybe some personal levels. And then we will wrap everything up with advice that Kendra has for those of you looking to emulate what she's done or perhaps even get involved with her on a business level right now. A quick bio on Kendra before I start peppering her with questions. Kendra Swalls is a former elementary teacher turned entrepreneur, photographer, and podcast host. Kendra has a passion for helping women go after their wild and ambitious dreams of creating their dream business while spending time with their children and gaining control over their life and schedule. Kendra has built two successful businesses, including Paisley Lane Photography, while navigating the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and surviving motherhood. She is a natural educator and is not only sharing everything she has learned along the way, but also how to apply tips and tools to grow your business while letting go of the idea that perfection equals success. Your current two endeavors are super exciting, Kendra, and I kind of want to get into um, some of the particulars of that. But first, will you start us off with giving us your academic history and your early professional life? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I... Like I said in my bio, I'm a former elementary school teacher. So I actually hold two education degrees. I have my undergrad was in elementary education. You know, I always loved teaching growing up. That was sort of my like go-to career choice. And I had visions of being an elementary teacher until I retired. And then while once I got into the teaching in the classroom and I was teaching second grade and third grade, and I was kind of figuring out what I like to do. I just, I had this 
nagging voice inside of me that was kind of saying there's something more, there's something more. And so I started looking into other options within my education and career. And I decided I wanted to become a curriculum coordinator. So I wanted to write curriculum for schools. I wanted to go more into the administrative side. So I went back and got my master's degree in curriculum and instruction Mm -hmm. and started teaching teachers how to teach (laughs) as simple as that. I wanted to, I wrote curriculum for the district I worked in for the last couple of years. Um, I designed their entire elementary and intermediate school math curriculum. I taught classes for teachers. I would go in and do model lessons for teachers and just kind of found that I loved working with the adults more than I loved working with the kids. I loved the kids part of it, but there's so much that goes into education these days when it comes to what is put on teachers to do and be responsible for, Mm -hmm. that it was really easy to burn out on that. And so I just decided, you know, I want to do more of the, the educational side of education. And even in that, I did that for about four years after getting my master's degree. And even then I had this nagging kind of voice saying there's something more, there's something more. Um, and the overlap there is that I had started my photography business. Uh, let's see, five years before I actually left the classroom. So in this time, I was kind of exploring the idea of photography as a hobby, doing it as a business on the side. And that voice just kind of kept saying, that's the direction you need to go. That's where your passion lies. That's where your heart lies. I had my two daughters in that time frame, and I decided that I wanted to be home more with them. I wanted to be able to be there for all those moments. And so in 2017, kind of reluctantly. I mean, I really did love my job. I, I loved being in the, in the school district. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the teachers I was around. I loved the social aspect of it, but I turned in my resignation with tears streaming down my face, knowing that I was doing the right thing. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's scary. It's intimidating. And I knew I was leaving behind a really great job. Um, when it comes to the education world, I mean, I kind of had one of the best jobs you could have, in my opinion, I had a flexible schedule, I had good pay, I had, you know, kind of set my own path for what I wanted to do. And I was leaving all of that behind to dive into something that I wasn't 100% sure would actually work. So um, yeah, and as far as like the photography and all that kind of stuff, I mean, everything is just self taught. I don't have I don't hold any degrees when it comes to my photography business or um, the podcasting and all that, you know, that's just all stuff I've learned through trial and error experience, YouTube videos, the internet classes and courses I've taken. It's yeah. all just been my own, my own learning and, and teaching in that way. Well, photography is interesting. You know, um, I've taken um, a lot of advanced classes in photography on the scholastic and academic level in college and things of that nature. But I think that um, particularly with the advent of digital, and I'm so old that I was around when film was still being done and things of that nature. But um, with the advent of digital and then the um, kind of the growth of digital, you know, there's mm-hmm. been a, a lot of change, but I think that it's now become everyone does photography and it's actually unlike what people thought before is everyone's a photographer. I think it's really interesting because 
the, the really good ones have re, ha, are very evident. You know, mm -hmm. anybody can do a photography a, um, picture and apply a lens, a filter, something like that. But true photographers, I think, are very apparent now. You know, people who are really getting the shot and really doing it because everyone is able to take pictures. I, I think that talent is even more visible, at least for myself, when I look at work, you know, when I see someone who's clearly got a talent. And I don't think that that's necessarily ascribed to someone who took a professional class. I think that there has been less need for things like YouTube. You know, I mean, with things like YouTube, less need mm -hmm. of that kind of taught moments. It's like computer programming. You don't need to go to school for it anymore. You know, everybody yeah. and their dog is learning how to code a little bit. So I think that's a great point. And also people's resumes, since the beginning of time, you know, in photography, they speak for themselves. And it's really about, you know, your resume, your online presence and clients that you've had before. So I think it's a great moonlighting business. And especially since you were in it for five years before going out full time, how was that baptism of, you know, handing it in and kind of reaching into your photography business full time? It was a little terrifying. I have to say it was exciting. It was this melting pot of emotions. I was yeah. super excited for the idea that I could finally do what I'd been dreaming of doing for multiple years. You know, I, I started my business in 2012 and I really in about 2014 had kind of said, this is what I want to do. This is my goal moving forward is to go full time. And so it was terrifying because I knew that now financially that meant that I was going to be responsible for helping my family you know, bring in income and support the lifestyle that we had created and keep food on the table for our kids and school and all these things that now is going to fall into not a typical month to month salary, but a, how much I effort I put into my business. And so that was a little scary, but at the same time, I, I had all the confidence that I could do it. And I needed, for me, I needed that safety net pulled away of having the full-time job because I think I had played it safe for so long when I had my teaching job and I knew I had that money coming in. I always knew I had that to fall back on. I didn't push myself the way I knew I could in my business. And so removing that safety net and just being like, okay, you're either going to soar or you're going to fail. And either way, we'll figure this out. That was what I needed to really push me to take my business further than I could have even imagined it going. But I need, some people need to have, you know, a year's worth of salary saved up. Some people need to have whatever in place. And for me, I just needed to kind of jump off the cliff and see what happened. Yeah. Learn to fly as you um, soar towards the ground. I think exactly. I yes. Entrepreneur tell me one time I loved it. She was like, you learn to fly in the air. And I was like, yes, it's true. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Did you, uh, where does the name Paisley Lane come from? So I actually started my photography business with my best friend. We were both teachers at the time and she was wanting to kind of same thing. We both were having kids and we knew we wanted to get out of the classroom. And so when we were coming up with a name, we didn't necessarily just want a name that was tied to our names. We wanted something that kind of at some point, if we separated or went our separate ways, we didn't, we weren't holding on to a name that had both of our names in it. So we just kind of threw out ideas and I Paisley Lane, I was like, you know, it's kind of a fun name. And maybe if I have a daughter, I'll name her Paisley. And we kind of went with that. Um, I did not name my daughter Paisley after all, but it just sort of stuck. And I also 
you know, we wanted something where if uh, both being in the classroom, you never know what parents of your students are going to do. We didn't want someone Googling our, their teacher's name and having something else come up that maybe didn't look great. Not that we were doing it, you know, I mean, but eventually I got into boudoir photography and it just made sense to kind of have it something that wasn't my name. And then when my friend and I realized that we were kind of doing two separate businesses within one because she loved babies and newborns and I was more focused on couples and seniors and adults that when we separated and went different ways, I kept the name and she went with a different name. And so it just was sort of my alter ego. I guess it's like what I like to say is, and the further I got into my business, I've have thoughts of changing it. I was like, well, maybe I should go with my name now that I'm not teaching or maybe I should change it to this or that. But it's, it's kind of become known in, in my area as a, you know, a, the company or the, the business you go with, if you want a certain experience for your, your session. And I don't really have any ideas to change it now. I like it. It's, it's kind of nice having it be something that's different and not necessarily my name or. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's cool. The alter ego thing. That's interesting. So when, how long through you launched Paisley Lane in 2012 and how long into that until girls mean girl means business came about and, um, what was the story behind it? So I, when I left my teaching job, I kind of felt like I was missing something you know, there's, there had spent so many years of me being an educator and that was just part of my identity for a long time. So when I quit that, I, there was a little part of me that was very sad and I missed teaching, but I knew I didn't want to go back into the classroom. And so I, here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where I, I live, I had started a Facebook group locally for female photographers in the area this was back in probably 2015 and it just sort of organically grew. We have about 1600 members right now. And in that group with me being kind of the leader, I just slowly started sharing things I was doing. People started asking me about, you know, well, how, what did you do to get to where you could quit your full-time job? And how, how did you manage this? And how did, so I kind of became like someone people were going to with questions. So I started offering these little like workshops from time to time. I started doing kind of mentoring sessions with here people locally. And just through doing that, a lot of the people I was working with were finding success. were seeing the things I was offering them as advice. They were implementing them and they were finding success in their business. And they kept saying, you know, you should open this up to a broader audience, find a way to do something that where you aren't just doing it one-on-one or, you know, here locally. And so I had the idea of starting the podcast. I consume podcasts. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. And I, for the longest time, you know, you there was a whole era where people were like, you need to blog, you need to write a blog, start a blog. Yeah. And I, I was doing that, but I'm not a great writer. That's not where I find joy. I just, it became a chore all the time. And I was like, you know, if I could, instead of doing a blog post each week, if I could just talk for 30 or 45 minutes to people, like that's my happy place. Right. And so the idea to start the podcast and the name girl means business was like, well, I mean, it's kind of the off the take of like, well, this girl means business, you know, and I wanted it to be something that was geared towards women, but that just let them know this was going to be about how to run a business. And we talk about motherhood and we talk about, you know, the balance of, being healthy mentally and physically to run your business. But in general, I wanted to teach women how to start a business 
that could either allow them to add to their income for their family or replace an income or travel more or do the things they want to do. That was my ultimate goal. And so I started that officially. I launched it in 2017, right around the time that I quit my teaching job, started the podcast just this last year in 2019, um, back in April. And it's been amazing. It's been probably one of my favorite things I've done just because it feels so natural to me to be able to help women to just talk through things, share my thoughts, share my ideal ideas, and not feel like I'm having to fit into any specific box of how things should sound or how things should look or how things should be done. I just kind of get to do it my way. And it's yeah. been awesome. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on the launch. Thank and, you. Um, uh, especially with the podcast this year. And then, um, Girl means business. It sounds like it's, I like the way that you grew it out of, you know, it's the new, I've, I've, I'm calling it like one of the new streams of, of how businesses are developed, but the Facebook group and first generating the community, that was half the battle back in, you know, the nineties and the aughts with starting a business before Facebook had these groups before social media was creating community and micro influencers. You know, we had just these these moments where people were trying to create community and you had to pay marketing departments, this ridiculous amount of money to get a community, to get that brand, to get that imaging going. And so I love the idea that girl means business came out of this already developed community that you had, that you kind of pulled from after already developing this expertise and advice. What's been um, like one of the areas that's changed most about girl means business and um, since launching it within that community can you speak to an area that you've kind of thought, I need to grow that very, very quickly, either out of demand from the community or, or your own ingenuity? I definitely think the podcast was a big one because yeah, it kind of, you know, again, it, it developed over time. I had this vision for this business back in 2017. I didn't really know how I wanted it to look. Again, I kind of thought originally with the idea of a blog, I wanted it to be kind of a resource website where women could go because that's how I started my business. When I was doing my, starting my photography business, their podcasts weren't really a thing people listened to. Mm -hmm. And so it was blogs. That's, I spent hours and hours on blog sites. Yeah. And that was kind of the vision in my mind of, I want this to be just this giant library of resources for women to go to. But then as I started talking to these women, and again, a lot of them were moms. A lot of them had young children or were working full time in their other careers and they didn't have a whole lot of time to sit and read all this content, or maybe that's just not how they enjoyed consuming content. And so once I started kind of hearing that people liked the idea of the podcast, they liked the idea of being able to put in headphones while they're at the gym and learn something, or when they're taking their kids for a walk around the neighborhood, or when they were driving in their car to work in the, every morning on their commute, they could be consuming content. And so from that, I was like, okay, well, it's, it's all coming together. Like my idea of finding something that doesn't involve me writing a blog post each week or, and the need from what I'm hearing my audience say they want is they want something that is valuable, something that's going to give them something tangible. They can walk away with something they can do something they can work on. And they want it in a way that's easy to consume and that lets them connect with who I am. I think it's also the thing with blog posts is, and with anything with writing, it's hard for your personality to really shine through. But when you hear right. someone's voice and you hear these conversations, 
it's the connections there so much more. I get yeah. a ton more feedback on my podcast episodes than I ever do on a blog post. I get people like will come up to me and they'll, I was at a networking event recently and a lady, like I could see her kind of eyeballing me across the room. And I, you have that moment of like, Oh dang it. Do I know her? Like, should I know her? Yeah. And she came over to me. She's like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. She goes, but I recognize your voice. I've been listening to your podcast and I just wanted to tell you how much I've been enjoying it. And so it was really interesting to me to know, like she had no clue who I was. Like we'd never met before, but because she was used to hearing my voice, you know, talking, having a conversation with her, basically it allowed her to feel like she was connected to me and she was excited to meet me. And so I think that's been a big thing is like, I'm trying really hard to focus on not what my vision for this business is, but what can I do in this business? That's going to get the most impact for the women who are listening, reading, watching, whatever it might be. And right. so I really want to let them kind of guide me in what I do and how, what content I produce, who I interview, who, like what topics we cover and the format in which they receive their information. I want it to be driven by them and not so much by what I think is the best option. That's wonderful. Well, and speaking to that, um, as you've kind of interacted with your audience and with the Facebook group at large, are there areas of specialization that Girl Means Business has um, kind of niche aspects into? Do you guys span the gamut of everybody or can you say that there's specific markets of people developing their own business and entrepreneurs that you're, um, you've got kind of in your fold more? Definitely probably photography is a big one just because that's where I started that's kind of where my community is, is largely women, female photographers. And so that's been the bulk majority of my audience and who I have kind of speaking to. However, I, I do know that it's branching out more to women in all genres. So I know I have people that have reached out to me that are florists, that are hair and makeup artists that want to start their online boutique or who, you know, want to do like an Etsy store of some kind. And so I think it's, while a lot of the people who are kind of driving the content that I, that I put out just because it's who I surround myself with are photographers, I definitely don't want it to be just photographers. So I try to focus a lot on obviously women, women who are, you know, have children or are, are older, married, kind of settle down their careers and they want something different or they are just looking for something that's their own, something that's not, you know, I think like me personally being a mom, I know that feeling of being like, okay, well now I'm just a mom and I want women to know that there's so much more out there and that you can do both or have a career and be a mom and run a business if you want to, like there's yeah. all these opportunities now. And so I don't want to limit it just to women who feel like that photography is their path because some people would get into photography realize very quickly it's not for them and then pivot and do something else. So I think that's definitely where it started, but I want it to branch out into other areas as well. Well, and it's a great subject to do that. You know, I started out in, in fashion photography myself with my own studio and was able to use that prototype or boilerplate, if you will, into mm -hmm. a variety of industries, you know, and the cross-pollination of the information garnered between the photography community, um, any kind of uh, like self-served individual community like that, you know, where you're offering a service, it, it's going to have communication efforts towards 
like 80% of um, particularly moonlighting efforts, but also like any self-developed business. I would think even in the startup community, you know, um, there's just so many uh, cross-communication subjects and legalese, everything that you need to kind of keep in mind and, and, and get as a platform. So I think it's, it'd be a great platform for anyone who's interested in jumping in. I'm wondering, given that, you know, you've kind of had this great trajectory yourself, this great um, momentum, if you will, since launching Girl Means Business, do you, have you looked forward to the next three years of the company and made some goals as to what you'd like to see happen or are you kind of letting it unfold as it will? Um, a little bit of both. So I definitely have ideas. I, you know, I want to find new ways to kind of get content out there. I want to find ways to create community for the women that are already in Girl Means Business or who find Girl Means Business. So I'm trying to come up with ways, whether that means I create a membership site or a course of some kind. I've had a lot of women kind of say like, I would love to have a marketing course from you. Um, so I've kind of playing around with that idea at this point I have, you know, I I keep a notebook with me all the time and I'm always jotting down ideas and I've got pages of these kind of half baked ideas and I don't know exactly which way I'm going to go with them. I'm also at the point I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I've been very planned on a lot of things I've done in the past several years, especially with leaving my teaching career and going into photography full time originally. I had this whole sort of vision mapped out of what I was going to do and, and how I wanted things to look. And I felt like that got me a little off track of listening to my audience. And yeah. so I, while I have these ideas and I have, I know sort of the direction I want my business to go. I also want to be very open to opportunities that come my way, things that I may not see partnerships I may not be aware of right away or opportunities that I just don't know exist yet. And so I'm trying to, while having a, a vision for my business, I'm trying to keep it a little open-ended to see sort of what comes my way that could possibly be the next, you know, pivot point for my business. I don't want to cut off anything. I don't want to be so focused on my own ideas that I'm closed off to something great that could come my way. Absolutely. That's fantastic too. I think it's the first time I've heard someone be very cognizant of not wanting to be too directed, you know, and planned because there is kind of this beauty and brilliance in, um, you know, the charismatic nature of the moment, yeah. <laughs> right? Of, of just like kind of being open and present in the moment. Um, if someone- But I definitely to- think, sorry, I, I think that's part of my personality too. And I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Enneagram, but I- recently got into Enneagram and I'm an Enneagram seven. And part of that personality type is that we have a fear of missing out on things, which I know is very true for my personal life. And I'm seeing that kind of flow over into my business of, well, I don't want to be closed off to anything great that could come my way. And so it's been really interesting to kind of learn more about who I am as a person and how that feeds into my business personality type as well. Absolutely. And there's always going to be similarities, right? Even when you would hope or think there wouldn't be, there are. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm wondering if you bumped into someone tomorrow who was another woman or a female identified non-binary individual who said, listen, I've done this great career. I've enjoyed it a great deal in, you know, in the academic fields. And I played around with the admin versus the population side and did a lot of things in that, but I'm done. I've I've had this side hustle 
I want to bring it to fruition and maybe turn towards doing some other things. What are the top three pieces of advice you would give that individual tomorrow? So I would say number one is I would tell them to just jump in head first. I know that sounds kind of, you know, there's a lot of people out there that probably say something completely different, but for me, I would say, you know what? I think we allow ourselves to become afraid too often and to let fear hold us back. And so I am a very much a, let's just jump in and do it. And so I think number one, I would say, don't listen to what anybody else says. If this is something that you're passionate and excited about, just jump in head first and start running with it. Number two, I would say, which kind of ties into number one a little bit is done is better than perfect. And I know a lot of people who let perfectionism stop them from moving forward because they feel like, well, before I put this out into the world, it has to be 1000% perfect. And it's never going to get there. I think I read a a statistic one time that said, you know, you spend, it takes the same amount of effort and energy to get to 90% as it does to get from 90 to a hundred. And so if something is even 90% there, like it's, it's good, it's ready to go and you can tweak it as you go. And then the third thing I would say is find community. That's been huge for me. Building a business, especially now with everything being so online and in these Facebook groups and networking things online, it's very isolating. And for me, a really big thing that's helped me is to have a group of people locally that I can meet up with. I can call, I can text when I'm having a low day or when something goes wrong, or even just call and say, Hey, this really amazing thing happened today. And I just wanted to talk about it and share about it. That has been a huge part of, I think what's helped me to grow my business, both my businesses, because if you get too much in your own head, you can either talk yourself out of things. You can build fears that are not real fears that, that it should be stopping you. When you have an outlet of other people, women, men, family, you know, anybody, friends who can encourage you, who understand what, what it is you're doing. You know, I think it's like, I've got friends and family who are super supportive, but they don't have, they have typical nine to five jobs. And so having that group of, of women that I meet with occasionally that have left their business or are running a side hustle and get the ins and outs of what it means to be an entrepreneur. Those are my go-to people and they have built me up with confidence. They have, you know, kind of fed me when I needed some inspiration. We've encouraged each other. We've supported each other. We've cheered each other on. And I think that's such a huge part of building a business that a lot of people sort of don't think about, but it's, you need that. You need that community. Absolutely. And, and your networking and your business needs that community. Yes. I think what, what feeds the soul and the emotion frequently feeds the business, right? They're all in, um, in some kind of a system with each other. All right. So I've got jump in head first and do not allow fear to hold you back. What uh, done is better than perfect and find a community. Those are three yeah. awesome pieces of advice. I really like that. I think you're completely yeah. right with the entrepreneur guide. Like I think that anyone looking to do um, what you've done as well as any you know self-started moment is well advised to have those three. Well, we are out of time. I want to say thank you so much, Kendra, um, for talking with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate you taking time to chat with me as well.
Absolutely. We'll circle back around. I'll try and grab you in like a year. I love to do repeats and find people and I can't wait to find out what Girl Means Business has done, you know, over the next year. That'll be super fun. We'll try and persuade you to come back on. I would love Um, that. Thank you. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, um, just again, you can contact Kendra Swalls at girlmeansbusiness.com. Her photography is paisleylanephotography.com. And thank you so much for giving us your time today. Until we speak again next time, remember to always bet on yourself. Sunshine.